this is Phil Diaz. I'm the pastor at Greencastle Church of the Nazarene, and this is our podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today. It's my prayer that God would use this podcast to speak to your life right where you're at. I pray it also builds your faith and helps give you perspective on how God can work, move, and transform your life. Enjoy the message. I'm Pastor Phil, and I'm excited to be here this morning. I'm excited to give the word today. Are you guys excited for the word? Yeah. Amen. I am excited for the word. It's been an interesting journey here at Greencastle Church of the Nazarene because this week we've been celebrating in Holy Week. And so we started, really, we kind of started Wednesday night with our Bible studies. And then Thursday night, we went into Monday Thursday, which is where we celebrated at the Last Supper and talked about uh, that part of the story. And then Friday, we had, what was it, Friday? Friday. I'm in church, right? What day was it? Good Friday, yeah. We had Good Friday, and the reason why we said Good Friday was good was because Jesus, he died on that cross. But yet... We had a service on Saturday called Holy Saturday, and it's a different kind of service, and it's a service that we had to understand what happened to Jesus while he was in the tomb, and what happened after the cross, because we determined through scripture that even though Jesus was in the tomb, there was things still going on that were miraculous, amen, amen, we had seen that a centurion had come to faith, that the veil was torn in two, that divided man from God in the most holy places. And then the most strangest thing is that the resurrection party got started early because there was people rising up from the grave early. Amen. And that is all in Scripture, okay? I know that sounds a little funny, but that's all in Scripture. And so this morning, I want everybody this morning to stand up. I want us to all give a shout out to the Lord this morning. Because this is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made. This is the day that we celebrate. Because this is the day that makes our faith complete. Amen. We give praise to God in this house. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Shout it out. Verses 
13 through 32. And let's stand for the reading of the word of God here today. That's right. You got to burn them breakfast calories and those Cadbury eggs off. Amen. All those peaks that we've had. That Ashley's had. So this is Luke chapter 24 verse 13 through 32. This is what the word of the Lord says. It says now. Say now. That same day two of them were going to a village called Emmaus. About seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. And as they talked with each other, they discussed these things with each other. Jesus himself, say Jesus, Jesus. himself came up and walked along with them. But they were kept from recognizing him. Well, that's silly, isn't it? They thought they knew this guy. But it says they kept from recognizing them. Verse 17. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? And they stood still, their faces downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, asked him, are, are you only a visitor to Jerusalem and do not know the things that have happened there in these days? Question mark. What things? He asked. I just love Jesus. He's very frank at times. What things? About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning. Verse 25. Or 23. But didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels. Who said he was alive. Church, he's alive this morning. Verse 24. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said. But him, they did not see. He said to them, how foolish you are. And how slow of heart to believe that all the prophets have spoken did not the Christ have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus acted as if he was going further. But they urged him strongly, Stay with us, for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread. Gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? Amen. Let's bow our heads this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, Lord, I really want this word to be open for someone here today. God, I'm asking your Holy Spirit to come and to work and to move in this place like you always do. But Father, I simply ask that you just anoint this message today. Anoint the words, anoint my thoughts, Lord. Anoint everything, Lord, that comes through this message today. Because, Lord, I just simply know that there is a miracle waiting to happen within this place today. And Father, I'm just going to wait 
expectantly on you to work in me. Lord, we just ask this in your name. Amen. Amen. You guys may be seated this morning. How many of you experienced any loss from last Easter to this Easter? How about disappointment? Any more hands up this morning? What about unmet expectations? Anybody? Oh, everyone's life is perfect. Okay, I see how it is. I need to borrow some of your guys' lives for a moment. Here's the thing. Just because you can't feel God sometimes in some of those situations, in some of those moments, it doesn't mean that He isn't working. In fact, in some of those moments when it feels like it's completely over in our lives, and much like when Jesus was put in the tomb, and there was a silence that happened, when the silence begins to settle in, I want you to know that this is true. That God is still on the scene. That He's on the scene. We must realize that our unmet expectations are the starting point of resurrection. Hallelujah! Let me ask you this. What if you started to expect the resurrection, the miracle that is, every day within your life? How would that change your life? How would that change how you approach your daily, everyday, ordinary, I gotta go either to school, I gotta go to work, I gotta work on my investments, I gotta make my phone calls, I gotta do my business. How would that affect your everyday life with an expectancy that there's resurrection power that can run through your veins? All you gotta do is get on your knees and say, Jesus, I need you in my life. How would that change your life this morning? Man. Look at what it just did to these guys in the scriptures. Today is a great day that we celebrate the greatest victory of all. Because today is the day that Jesus Christ himself, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, he has the keys to gates of sin and hell and death within his hands. We celebrate Easter for that this morning. Amen? It's Resurrection Sunday. But in order to have a resurrection, you have to have something that was dead, right? Because resurrection is all about something that was dead, something that was dying, something that was within you that said, I'm not going to be able to get up anymore. Something that's in yourself that said, I can't do it. But a resurrection is here because Jesus Christ is here this morning and he is resurrected for you and for me. Because we can't do it on our own. We can't. But with God, <laughs> oh, all things are possible. All things are possible. Praise His name. All things are possible this morning because of the resurrection and the cross. Your sins, they are forgiven. Praise God this morning in His church. Your shame that you carried around with you for so many years, it's forgotten.
We celebrate Jesus today. Jesus who came as a babe in a manger. Jesus whose life was full of compassion. And always being on the scene. <laughs> His life that always saw him healing. His life that was always performing miracles. His life that he was always forgiving sinners. His life where he wept over Jerusalem. He prayed so hard. His sweat turned into blood in the garden. His life, it was taken. It was broken. It was crucified for you. His life, yet that he gave so freely. His life that he gave and he died on the cross. A torturous death. A horrible death. A death that none of you would ever want to do to yourself. But he did that for you this morning. Praise God. This is the God of whom we worship. And this is to the God of whom we give praise. Amen. So I want us to take a look at this risen Christ. I want to take a look. Who is this risen Christ that's appeared on the scene? He's on the scene. It says here, that in verse 15, as they talked, and discuss these things with each other. Jesus himself came up and walked along with them. But they were kept from recognizing him. I want you to know that Jesus Christ is a person who is there to walk with you in the trials of your life. Jesus Christ is the person who is going to walk along with you. And I hope that gives you encouragement today. Because there's a whole lot of people in this life that I know. sure you tell me so that way I don't try to like, you know, connect with them. Just kidding. Just kidding. There's a whole lot of people in my life that have flaked out on me. In fact, the disciples kind of flaked out on Jesus in many ways. Yet, what is so interesting to me is that Jesus didn't decide to hit the cancel button on the disciples. He didn't decide to go with the whims of cancel culture. He decided to walk with them. Amen. And he walks with you today. Now this in scripture, with the news they heard, it should have been a day of rejoicing. In fact, they should be twice as excited as what we are in this church. They were there on the scene. They were ready for the rattle of resurrection. But yet, that's not really what we read about, isn't it? They should have been rejoicing, but they were retreating. They should have been triumphant. They were trembling. It should have been a day for singing and shouting hallelujah. But they weighed down themselves with sadness. But then Christ came. Literally on the scene. Like uh, last month's sermon series still works for this month. Hallelujah. Amen. I might have to re just use that one again. I don't know. And the closer he got to them, he began to walk with them. He wasn't afraid of who they were. He wasn't afraid of where they came from. He wasn't afraid to be with them. He walked right beside them. Let me just say, the resurrection never made Jesus Christ remote and off in the distance, okay? It's not like he rose from the grave and said, okay, I'm done with these people. Sayonara. Good 
No, he did not. He walked right beside him. His people. Triumph did not change his tender heart. He walked with them. Say, he walked with them. He didn't disown them. He walked with them. Say, he walked with them. How many of you in your life right now just wish that you had somebody to walk with in your life? Huh? Yeah, you wish you had somebody that you could count on in your life sometimes? Well, you do. His name is Jesus Christ. And he's always there for you. And he's not going to walk off in the distance. Because guess what, folks? He's right here, right now, present in this place. Amen. Let's give him praise. But here within this passage, I love this. 
Because even Jesus had to remind him about what his mission was. He said, How foolish are you and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Christ have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? Jesus had to endure the cross. Jesus had to endure death. Because in order to conquer death and hell and the grave, he had to go to it physically himself. And he had to get the keys. He had to be able to conquer it with his own blood. Because it was only through his blood that it was able to be conquered to begin with. God is not dead this morning. Say that to your neighbor. He's alive. And I know that. Because I'm up here. And he saved this life right here. Amen. Let's give praise to God for all the things he's done. Every life. Every life. Let's just confess Jesus as Lord. Let me just tell you something. You're blessed. You are blessed. You have a direct way to God on this side of the cross. Amen. Another thing that I notice in the scripture is this. And later in the passage. It says that he's a risen savior. Who sets the hearts of people on fire. Do you believe that church? Really? I'm going to ask that again. Do you believe that God can set your heart on fire? I'm not talking about like a literal fire. I'm talking about a burning of the Holy Spirit that's burning within your soul. I'm talking about a burning within you for people that need Jesus. I'm talking about a change and transform life. Do you believe that, church? Yeah. Amen. It says this. Were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking with us on the road? And he did that while he was opening the scriptures to us? Folks, this is why the scriptures are so important. This is why reading the Bible is so important. That's why digging into the word every day is so important. Because God knows how tough life can be on this side of reality. It's weighed down with sin. It's weighed down with darkness. It's weighed down with all these different things that the enemy tries to trap and ensnare us with. He knows how hard this life is. And that's why he's given us his word, his truth, his promises to help us endure, to rekindle our hearts. I think it's just so interesting. Let me ask you, church, is your heart, is it on fire for God this morning? Yes. Is it going to be on fire for God tomorrow, yes. Tuesday at 2.15 p.m., and on a Wednesday at 5.30 a.m., and Thursday at 7.32 p.m.? Now, if something really weird happens at all those times, I, I, I'm just making this up, folks. But if something happens, well, you got to talk to the Lord about that. All I'm just saying is this. God wants to rekindle your heart. And what a day to do that. Easter Sunday. A day of life. A day of resurrection. Church, he wants to. He wants to know. 
Much like these disciples who were so downtrodden. Church, what's, what's something in your life that's holding your praise back today from God? Is it your own gaze? Because you know the things that we look at give us a perspective of what we see. And when all we do is this all the time, we're not really looking up to see what God's doing within our life, are we? Where's your gaze at this morning, church? Maybe for some of you, this morning, you just didn't know what to expect God do in your life. Maybe you feel He's off somewhere out there. But I want you to know, He's not out there. He's right here. He's right here. He's ready and He's waiting for you here today. That song that we sang earlier, Rattle, talks in a portion about, in Ezekiel chapter 37, of God bringing Ezekiel to a valley full of dry bones and this dreamlike vision. And He's commanded to carry prophecy. And then the bones connected to like all these human figures and then they become covered with flesh and skin. And God reveals the bones as the people of Israel in exile and commands the prophet to carry another prophecy in order to revitalize these human figures. Ezekiel had been chosen to resurrect them and to bring them to the land of Israel. And the lesson in that, and the lesson I think that we can carry with us here today is this. Is that when the Spirit of God, say the Spirit of God, when the Spirit of God is present, He's on the scene, His people are able to live. Amen? Amen. Amen. Church, the Spirit of God is alive here today. The Spirit that raised Jesus from out of a tomb, it's ready to be leading in your life this morning. Are you ready to go deeper with the Lord today? Are you? Yes. I'm going to ask that again. I didn't get a good reception. Yes. Are you ready to go deeper with the Lord today? Yes. Amen. Amen. Give the shout of praise to God. He's ready to go deeper with you too. God has done so many miracles within my life. I could sit here for hours on end telling you about it. But I just want to close with this. He completely changed the direction of my life from where I was at. I never thought that I would be on a pulpit preaching. I was an introvert. I didn't say a whole lot. I had my, my head, my gaze was down a lot. And I know some of the church folks here, they don't believe that at all. But I'm here to tell you this, folks. If God can change someone like me, folks, He can do anything. All you got to do is offer it and allow Him to let Him work and move through you. Let's stand this morning. This God who wants to be rich in resurrection power wants to enable you to be rich in that as well. And this morning I'm wondering how many of you have maybe never formally invited God to be the most powerful, to be the most worshipped, to be the, the highest priority that you could have in your life.
And in a room like this, there might be some of you who would like to maybe do that today for the first time. And it might surprise you to know that God has been waiting all your life for you to ask Him to be the King of Kings and the Lords of Lords of your life. For you to be in a relationship with Him. Because this is why Jesus came. He came, He bled, He died on Good Friday, and today He rose again from the dead. His death paid the price for your sins and for mine. And so, I want you to know at this time, I think God would like to extend mercy on you this morning. He'd like to show you that grace that we sing about. He'd like to show you His love and compassion. When I was 13 years old, I asked the Lord into my life. <laughs> Let me just tell you this. Even as a teenager, I was not perfect. I did not do it all right. I was not a preacher at 13. And not everything. Even when I was following the Lord, it wasn't easy. Yet through it all, I have this to say. God is faithful. And He's ready for you right now. In a moment, I'm going to invite you to pray a prayer with me as we close the service. And you can pray it quietly where you're at. Our altars are always open in the church of the Nazarene. So if you want to come to the altar, I will pray with you at the altar. I don't It, it does not bother me. Because this is His time. This is His moment. This is His way to speak to you here today. And so right now, let's just bow our heads. Lord, I just pray that you hear this prayer today. Lord Jesus, I want to experience your mercy today. I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross to pay for the price of my sins. Lord, I admit that I'm a sinner and I'm in need of a Savior. I'm inviting you to be mine today. Come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. Live in me as my leader from now on. I believe you are a God who is rich in mercy and grace. Amen. Folks, if you prayed that prayer with me this morning, guess what? You are going to be in a party right now because the angels in heaven, they are celebrating. They are saying, there's another one coming in because of the resurrection power. There's another one coming in because of what Jesus did. Here's another one coming. Let's get the welcoming parties. Amen. 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 I just want to rejoice with you this morning. God is good. All the time. Amen. Let's bow our heads once more. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I just want to close this service out today. Lord, I want to give you praise. I want to give you thanks, God, for all that you've done. Lord, this day is only possible because of you. And so, Father, we just simply ask, Lord, that you use this Easter to speak to us within our hearts, within our minds, on how to be more like you in our lives. Lord, help us use this 
sermon today about you being on the road to Emmaus and about how you like to walk with us, about how you like to be with us, and Father, how you like to rekindle our hearts for you. Lord, revive this church, revive our church around this nation, revive the church around the world, Father. It's my prayer this Easter. And Lord, I just simply pray that you just move your Holy Spirit amongst us here and help us to be more like you and show to be the hands and feet of Jesus within our life to our community abroad. We pray this in the name of Jesus and all of God's people said, Amen. 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 I want you to turn around to somebody and say, God loves you. You guys are dismissed. Hey, thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. If you would like to connect with me or Greencastle Church of the Nazarene, you can find us on Facebook at Greencastle Nazarene and also on our website, www.greencastlenazarene.com. May you have a blessed and wonderful day in the Lord.